Hello. We're so glad you could join us for another edition of the Lipedema Ladies YouTube channel video interviews. And I keep finding inspiring women all over the place. And this lady in particular really makes me hungry every time I see her posts because she always has these amazing recipes and photos of food she's created. You will find her on Instagram known as at Whole and Balanced Living, otherwise known as Nita Cluis. Nita, welcome. So glad to have you here today. Thank you so much, Brenda. I appreciate it. Um, anytime we can talk about lipedema and advocacy and connect our communities and, and get information out there, I am so excited for. I love what you've been doing with these series and um, having these lipedema roundtables with some of our mutual friends and um, allowing women to just connect in a community. And it's great that you're giving everybody a platform for this um, because our voices need to be heard. And, it, and it's nice that you're, you're willing to cheer everybody on and hold that megaphone. It is my pleasure. And what I've noticed about you is your willingness to be generous. It's not just about your particular platform. You're constantly sharing and liking and mm -hmm. connecting yourself. And that's just part of who you are. Let's talk about community for a minute before we get into your backstory. Yeah. Why is it that you, well, how did you find your community in Lipedema? And why do you find yourself so inclined to like and share and promote? Well, my lipedema journey started, I had read a friend's blog back in about 2012. Her name's Molly. She's a photographer, so she blogs about her photography. And she had mentioned her health. When she brought up lipedema and I found out what it was at that point, she recommended me to a Facebook group. And I think that's how a lot of us in this community, we connect. We find lipedema Facebook groups. And for me, it was Lipedema Sisters USA. It was one of the few groups back then, 2012, 2013, early social media age. Mm. And you have to understand, at, at that point in the game, any of us who've known this a long time, when you Googled the word, literally the NIH website sent you overseas to the UK. There was nothing here. There was, there was literally nothing on the page and if you go now there's different articles and there's citations but it was just literally let's take you over to another country give you the information there and good luck ladies and and literally that is what i walked into just learning the name of this so for me that's where this passion comes from i was already at kind of a dots connector and and one of those people that um, if I heard somebody needed something and I knew somebody else that could do that, I was putting those people together. That's just how I run. And so my intro into community started in these groups and these women who were, were literally just pouring their hearts out, showing pictures of their bodies and being vulnerable and being in this environment of supporting each other. So fast forward to Instagram today and YouTube and all these platforms where women can now go out and anybody with any chronic illness, disease, whatever it is, can go out and search a hashtag, just like going to the library or going to Google. And you can find your community and you can find your tribe. 
and you can find people who have information and wisdom and a willingness to share it and they're not out there to like be a predator to somebody or take advantage of them or you know sell you their expensive program they genuinely just want to help other people in the struggle to lessen that learning curve so for me that's what community is all about and and that's you know that's why i'm so passionate about it because the information wasn't there and the internet has changed that social media has changed that women who have been told their whole lives that this disease was helpless and hopeless are completely their belief systems are changing because of social media and i'm one of them so it's yeah to me but, well you're helping me out too i mean i am so old school i used to think a hashtag was a pound sign and right? <laughs> you know i'm still learning my my uh passion is to tell these stories and i am still finding my way on all the different platforms but you've actually been so helpful to me and i want to quote something you put on your blog which really yeah. touched my heart and it made me mindful as i continue to do these interviews just because you know something in your eagerness to share it with someone, honor the fact that A, it may not work for them or be right for them. And don't assume that they didn't already try it for them and it didn't work. There's a sensitivity to the fragility of the psyche sometimes of a person yeah. that has been through this. And I really appreciated you bringing that up. Does that come from a place of personal experience where someone was saying, oh, you should try this and you should try that. And how come you didn't do this? Well, and that's, it is, it is from personal experience, but it comes from even within the lipedema community. Okay. There, there are people who find what works for them. And they become so excited about it that they just want to go spread the gospel of whatever it is that's working for them. And even within our own community, we have women who will second guess other women. We're going to get a cat photo bombing. Oh, we other we were, women. We're going to say and hi. For hi, our hi. viewers, we have a cat sighting. Now, who who has joined us for the interview? This is Bunny. Bunny. She's a rescue feral. I did a lot of TNR work. Um, so this whole given thing, it, it goes around. Um, but no, the, the way the community is, sometimes within these groups, these women are looking for answers. And we get so excited about what we're doing and what's working for us that we can assume, and I'm a very much a four agreements kind of person. It's a book. You can go Google it. It's just going to tell up. you that it sounds like the four agreements in action. And one of the things is don't assume. Don't assume. And, that, and it's even for me trying to do my best is to ask questions and gather information about where somebody's coming from. But even when people post and they want help in our groups, I always try to drill down a little bit more and ask a few questions because I don't want to assume what, where they're coming from. And I just think that as a whole, we forget that in our community. And I've had people come at me about, why do you eat meat? I've had people come at me about, why don't you just exercise harder? And that's something we've heard from our families. Um, we've heard it from, you know, I mean, it, it's, to be really personal and blunt, my whole life, my dad just wanted me to be healthy. 
and he would never say anything derogatory and never say anything like hurtful. But he just wanted me to be healthy. And when he started seeing, and he knew something was wrong with my legs. He knew, but he didn't have a name for it, couldn't figure it out either. Neither did I for a long time. So when I actually started figuring out things for me that took off the non-lipedema weight or that changed the tissue makeup of the lipedema weight in conservative treatments, to hear somebody like him give you a compliment or to take notice it opened up that whole vulnerable, more of that four agreement side of you just, you need to meet people where they are in this journey. And a lot of us have been through hell. So many of these women have been through hell because of this condition. And whether it's messed with them mentally or physically or a combination of the two, I think it's just where you are in the journey. And when you're in a place of understanding that this is different for everybody, it's not one size fits all. Um, Daniel said something about that. There's a guy on Instagram, Daniel, down in Chile, and he mentioned in a recent, um, like, meme, made some memes, infographics, that this is just not a one-size-fits-all thing. So I think being able to honor that and recognize that, it's easier to get your message across than just trying to say, hey, do it this way, the hell with you, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, and that's that place of humility and being willing to learn. I, I feel like I've learned something new every time I talk to a different woman who mm-hmm. is facing this condition, and I'm always humbled and, and inspired by their resilience. There was something you said on your website. It said, I always hoped for a way out of this fat suit. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to that for a little bit? I think that a lot of people can relate to that statement. I think the worst thing when you're trying to transform yourself mentally or physically is being told you cannot do something. So many of us grow up and we have a set baseline of what I call a foundation of belief systems. And when you are given a diagnosis of anything, you get to choose, will that diagnosis define you or will you define it? And so being able to leave behind and get out of a fat suit comes from being told for decades that we can't do anything about this, that we can't change this tissue, that we can't break it down, that it has to be sucked out in liposuction that it will get worse with hormones and and life changes in women. We are told many, many limiting things about this condition. And I have believed since day one of even knowing something was wrong and being able to think maybe one day I'll have a name for it and then actually finding out the name and being told, ah, you're up the creek without a paddle. I was like, "Mm, no, I don't agree with that. I don't believe in that. I believe that there is something to learn here and something to figure out and overcome. So that's where that comes from. It comes from that part of it's being ornery and just, you know, blaze a trail. And part Mm -hmm. of it is just genuinely because nobody who is facing obesity or health problems wants to be told that there's no hope. 
I mean, I think that's why a lot of us who go from stage one to stage two to stage three and have secondary obesity problems and it feeds the cycle is because we give up and we just don't feel like we have that solution. You also said women give up every day mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. And yeah. I think part of our goal is to say, don't, don't, don't. give up. Don't. Got it. Figure out what works for you. Yes, absolutely. Plan, do, review. Plan, do, review. The time, the time is going to pass either way. Either way, the time will pass. And you decide everything you're facing. It, or what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Are, are you going to, you know, put your feet in the ground and, and decide to do something about it? Or are you just going to roll over and be like, okay, breather, let me regroup and come back at it tomorrow? Either way, tomorrow's coming. If you're lucky, tomorrow's coming. That's a great attitude. And I want, I want to talk about how you got there, but I want to do one quick yeah. exit into the darkness. You call it the darkness of misdiagnosis. Mm-hmm. Tell me about those years, because I think a lot of people can relate to that struggle. Well, when you have something going on, and you don't know what it is. And I even, I I came across a prescription that was written for me, I think in 2010, it's on the Whole and Balanced Living Instagram, that my physician at that time wrote for me to go to a dietitian, being overweight. It is, when you are dealing with professionals who are supposed to be there, who you say to them, look, here's my food diary, this is what I'm doing. And professionals don't believe you. They don't want to believe you. They have a set belief system of what they've been taught. And you can't explain it. They can't explain it. Then what happens is that fracture of your own belief system changes your self-worth. And a lot of us, myself included, end up in bad relationships, bad friendships, bad jobs, just bad decision making because you're in this dark place of not understanding your worth and your value and your belief systems that yes, this is a medical condition. Yes, it's not my fault. Yes, I still have control over it. Because the minute you tell something somebody's not their fault, they're like, oh, okay, well, free pass. I can do whatever I want to do. And that's not the truth. <laughs> we have to do so much <laughs> to manage this. Um, so the darkness really does come from that place of not being heard. And I mean, humanity, what do we want? We want to be heard. We want to be understood, accepted for what we are. And when you're walking around with that fat suit, that you don't want to wear, that hurts your body, that feels out of place. It, it's, it can shame you. It'll make you miss out on opportunities. Um, in fact, I'm going to use this one moment. This is something special. I've not really shared this with anybody. I backed out of a friend's wedding because I didn't want to be a bridesmaid. Because and have my lipedema limbs in those photos with her friends. And I've lost touch with that girl. I have no way to find her. 
okay? But it's one of those things that haunts you in that dark place when you don't think you're worthy and you don't think you're enough. Like I said, you'll stay in bad relationships. You'll put up with men, you know, that don't want to take you around their family or friends. There's all kinds of things you'll do that are just not healthy. Um, when you're in that dark place of either not having a diagnosis or not loving yourself despite your diagnosis. Boy, that, that is so powerful. And I'm nodding my head. Do you know, Nita, I don't think I've ever told anybody this publicly. Back in the 90s, I was asked to be in a wedding, but told it was conditional. I needed to lose 30 pounds before they would let me be in the wedding. And I remember that feeling of rejection that did you not love me as is? And I literally starved myself to lose the 30 pounds. And also caveat, as soon as the wedding was over, I shoved everything down my throat, like immediately. It was like, I, I need food. I need food. Yeah. But, but that whole mental process of, us letting what how other people treat us assign us our own worth mm -hmm. one it's huge it, it's huge and and to be honest um many people don't know this i have a background in domestic relations law I was paralegal for over 20 years divorcing people so you see them at their worst um you know when you're fighting about money children freedom that's when the ugly comes out and I can tell you that the majority of the people who walk through the door who get a divorce are because they enter into relationships that are based on this need scenario versus want. And it's and they're not honoring their self-worth when they're in that dynamic. And mm. then later down the road, it comes up and it comes out and then they're not happy and they move on. So you are a tale of having gone through that tunnel, but come out the other side. So you find a friend who writes about lipedema, you sort of Google, you're mm -hmm. sent across the pond. Literally across the pond. <laughs> How did you finally get an actual clinical diagnosis? <laughs> okay, so fast forward all the way. Now at this time, I don't have health insurance. Let's, let's, let's put that on the table. <laughs> which in the United States, anybody watching this in the United States understands how much that's a pain in the butt subject right now. Um, and right now I do have health insurance. So back then I didn't have any. So trying to even think about getting a diagnosis was like way over my head. And I basically focused at that point on what can I do conservatively? What can I do? What can I learn about this? So now you're going to fast forward up until I get health insurance and I start on this path and I'm like, where can I find a doctor? <laughs> and ironies of ironies, what I call dots along the journey and the way things connect and weave in and out of your life, a girl was reading um, about lipedema. She lives about 25 minutes north of here from where I live. <clears throat> She found Whole and Balanced Living. She found me. We start messaging literally this time a year ago. And we're talking and she's like, oh, I'm going to go get a diagnosis. I'm, I'm looking at the doctors. Have you found a local doctor? And I said, no, I haven't yet. <laughs> and she gives me the name of somebody who's 45 minutes away from us and tells me, oh, he's not taking patients till August, but I don't think I can wait that long 
or September. So I'm, she's going to go to her old doctor. And I'm like, I can wait that long. I'm fine. I will totally call this guy and get on his list. And that's literally what happened. It, it wasn't until August of 2019 that I was able to walk into an office and meet a man. Ironically, his name was David, same name as my dad's and some other important Davids along the way. Wow. And walked into his office and anybody who knows me knows how much I love music. And there was literally Johnny Cash posters and Elvis posters all over this guy's office. And I'm just going, mm, I am home. <laughs> and he's a general family doctor. Brenda, he's not even a specialist. And my mom went with me and it was just all these years of validation just to be able to go, okay. And he brought somebody in, he was teaching, you know, one of the residents cause they're right next to a hospital. And so I got to educate a few people that day. <laughs> and he then started the process of getting me into um, a physical therapist who did manual lymphatic drainage. And we started the process of complete decongestive therapy um, because I have secondary edema going on because my lipedema had progressed. And despite my weight loss efforts of non-lipedema fat and despite some eating modifications and plan do review, I still have a lot of fibrosis, fluid, and lipedema fat on my body that I'm working to break down, remove whatever I've got to do so that I don't lose my mobility. Yeah. Well, I, I did note that you had lost over 100 pounds on yes. the keto diet. Mm -hmm. That's what an accomplishment. Yeah. And, it's, and I've been able to maintain it. It's not just even with, um, I went through, a, anybody who follows me on Instagram knows I had to go through a rabies series this spring, unfortunately. Um, and during that rabies series and that bite that I had, I literally put on 48 pounds of fluid in 10 days. And the ER was losing their mind. They could not believe from the day I went in with the bite to 10 days later when they started the series that I had put on 48 pounds because they have to calculate your rabies injections based on your weight. <laughs> well, so what, trigger, what was that particular trigger? Was it the stress of the... They, they think it was a combination of me not being able to self-treat like I normally would because of the bite and being on the... I was on two antibiotics, which of course messed with my gut health and messed with everything. And plus the stuff you take to undo the antibiotics, right? Because you've got, you know, you're a girl and you got to take care of girl health. So it's, <laughs> it was literally a plethora of stuff my body is not used to. Mm. And it was very much, um, I've able, since I stopped the series to now I'm down 24 of that 48. But now I can do what I did before. And it's just, it's so, it's, it's amazing to me that within our community, how even without something like that, just a food intolerance can cause our weights to shift 10 to 20 pounds in 24 hours. My friend Cheryl Skolage yes! told me the, <laughs> the story about the scallop. <laughs> she had a scallop and gained five pounds. <laughs> I don't yeah. have that particular intolerance, but I'm like, I'm swearing no. off scallops for the rest of my life because who knows no. that? But that's exactly it. You have to, for me, I think they really, they were concerned about the injections they were giving me too um, for the rabies. But yes, I mean, things, 
you have to do this constant plan, do, review. With anything in life, that's just what you do. But with something when you have a, a, a tissue disease, which we now have a biomarker for, which we now know is rooted back to lymphatic disorders, um, we're learning- You were on Dr. Roxon's webinar, weren't you? Who's whose webinar? Dr. Roxon did a webinar. No, no, but I was listening to Dr. Hurst. Talking about the biomarker, yes. which links it to the lymphatic disorders, mm -hmm. which, you know, every bit of progress, you know, we are on an ever emerging landscape of research. And there are some wonderful people that are committed to researching this condition and finding answers. And we're rooting them on while telling stories of people like you that are super inspiring and did you always cook so well <laughs> I, have, I have been cooking my whole life it's the italian family um truly but my dad loved to cook too yeah. and he cooked even more than my mom my mom will joke that you know you're such a better cook than me but my grandmother cooked and so between my grandmother here and my grandmother, and I call her my grandmother in North Carolina, this lady Elsie, between Elsie and Irene, they pretty much did everything from scratch. Teach well, let me everything. tell you, your Instagram feed makes me hungry. There were some <laughs> ribs that you posted the other Yesterday. day. And, I'm like, yes. and everybody wanted to know what sauce you had put on them. By the way, let me do my average, my commercial I do in every interview. Yep. This is Nita's journey and what she's learned and what works for her. It's not one size fits mm -hmm. all. We're not offering any medical advice or dietary advice. Mm -hmm. But if there's something that you can glean from this to help you along your way, to uplift your spirit and give you a boost, that's what we're all about. So keto diet is really what has worked for you. Yeah, it's, it's more of a keto carnivore, intermittent fasting. Um, the biggest thing for me on that journey, making that shift, even going low carb was, was getting rid of sugar. So that for me was the big thing. And I knew from my history and my past too, that I also struggled with like emotional eating or using food as a comfort. Um, so that was one of the things that once you start stripping things away, those behaviors come up and you start realizing it and you're like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I did do something. So for me, like that barbecue sauce everybody was asking about, that was just a combination of two different brands of sugar-free barbecue sauce. And I had mixed them. I, you know, I wasn't really hankering on one. I liked the flavor more of another. So I just mixed them together and put them on. And that's, you know, that there's things you find out there that will work and that will work for you. And then there's things that won't. And even with people who choose to go low carb, I tell everybody, make sure you test your ketones, test your blood, test your body, figure out what works for you. Because it, so, what, some people can eat certain types of vegetables and other people can't. It's all about those intolerances and what, what, you know, doesn't sit well with their body. And then as I was scrolling through your feed, I saw kimchi. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which I don't think I've ever had in my life. Uh, you need, okay, it's usually in the refrigerator case where the fruits and vegetables are at your grocery store or the deli counter. And it's usually on a top shelf, just so you know, that tends to be where they put it. If you go in Target and it has a grocery section, it's gonna be on the top shelf where the salads are. Okay, so I'm gonna look for it, but what's so good about it's it? It's fermented, hot, spicy cabbage. They take a Napa cabbage, 
They put it with some spices. It gets, you know, vinegar. They ferment it. It's a Korean dish. My first babysitter was Korean, so I have a hankering for Korean food. Um, and for gut health, it's great. Some people can eat fermented food. They do that for gut health. I can eat it with everything. I love it. So it's just kimchi. These are great recommendations. So people can follow you at Whole and Balanced Living on Instagram. You also have a Facebook page. I do. I have a Facebook page. Um, I don't push all the content through to it. It's just out there that way when something important comes along, like when Dr. Hurst did that interview or when we have the roundtables and the links go up, I have a way to put information out there and then have it to where we can share it into all the Facebook groups. Because, you know, for a long time, I was doing this just from my personal account. And honestly, if it wasn't for the other lipedema ladies that are out there, um, you know, Keto Katrina, Cheryl, all these wonderful ladies, Kara, you know, all these women out there, Jen, putting themselves, Beth, I mean, there's this great tribe of women that are on social media that are very outspoken. And because of all of them, I was able, actually two years ago, July, to kind of separate and start that separate Instagram and, and have that separate platform just for these things and only for these things. Because we do, we need, every time I see a new account pop up on Instagram, even if it's overseas, I'm so excited with lipedema in the handle because it's just another woman saying, I am one in nine and I'm okay. And this is normal. And this isn't something to be ashamed of and love yourself. Drop the mic right there, Nita. That is <laughs> awesome. But I still want to talk to you more because when you did keto, you lost weight. Did it affect the pain? Oh, big time. Big time. In fact, to this day, if I eat something that has a hidden sugar in it, the first thing that will happen is within hours, I will have pain in my hips, what we call the shelf. Um, a lot of keto women, I mean keto women, lipedema women have it. They have that shelf right at their hips where they have a little waist and they have a shelf <laughs> for their derriere. I will get pain right in that area instantly, like within hours, if there is a hidden sugar in something. Um, if I go too high in my carbohydrates or eat the wrong type of food that causes inflammation, I will have pain in the same area. And it, it can last a day or two. So for me, <clears throat> the heaviness and the achiness went away when I was really finally able to get, get rid of what I call the sugar devil. Because you can say you're low carb and you're keto, and you'll have swaps and you'll have things and you'll have keto treats and, and things with almond flour and, and imitation sweeteners. And all that stuff is great. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's great, but it'll make you sometimes crave other stuff like, that's sugary. Mm -hmm. And then if you have that sugary thing, you're gonna hurt and, it's, it, and you're gonna suffer. So for me, the pain and knowing the difference between being a carb eater and somebody who doesn't eat a lot of carbs, it's been like night and day, just for the heaviness and um, the, the, the pain, just getting up in the morning was painful. Moving in the morning was painful before this way of life. And now it's, it's much more manageable. 
you, and speaking of managing, that's a great segue because you speak about the fact that there is a daily commitment to self-care <laughs> that has been a key to your success. And that involves a whole bunch of different things in your toolbox and you don't even need to name names or whatever, mm -hmm. but this is not a magic pill and boom, you're going to get better at least not in your case. And boy, if there's a magic pill that comes along, we will right. all be excited. We, we want it. We yeah. want it. Bring it <laughs> we on. We can figure out how to control this stuff. We absolutely want that. But um, but no, it is, it, it's a menagerie of things. If I do everything, okay, so pre-COVID, let's talk about when the gyms were open and the pools were open. Pre-COVID, my regimen every day was eight to nine hours. Not jokes. What? Yeah. Wait a minute. Because how do you... I, how do you fit that in in a <laughs> regular life where people you have, have to, to work? It becomes your whole life. I'm self-employed. Thank you, God. I'm self-employed. But it does, it becomes your whole life. It, it literally, you know, you're talking 15, 20 minutes to get to the pool, an hour in the pool, 20 minutes, you know, after the pool coming home, uh, yoga, 45 minutes of walking every day two to three hours of pumping because I have four limbs plus a torso that has to be pumped every day, at least one round. So just doing all that's about three hours. Now, Nita, we, I just have to add this caveat. There are pumps available that you don't have to do limbs individually. You can do your abdomen and your mm -hmm. lower body. I always talk about the optimal plus. I, I feel like I need to mention that. So you Absolutely. don't I can cut some time off of, of time. your regimen. It's like a 45 hour minute, hour regimen to do all that together. It's yeah. I can't, part of the reason why it's indicated for lipidema is it's got to be easy to use, easy to get in, easy to clean. That's I get it. But thing. I'm not. This is not a commercial for the Optimal Plus, but if you want to know about it, let me know. So anyhow, oh, well, no, I was, you know, I've been tagging you on some stuff because we're getting my aunt hooked up with her pump. So, but no, I mean the pumping just, just to do, you know, two legs and a torso, 45 minutes an hour, 45 minutes for, you know, one arm, 45 minutes for another arm, um, dry brushing, right? Fascia work because a lot of us are kneading fat pads over our knees and we're doing things. Um, I do red light therapy. Wow. Um, I mean, again, if you, if you add it all up, plus wrapping and unwrapping, because I'm not at a place, when COVID hit, I was in the middle of complete decongestive therapy and in the middle of wrapping one limb at a time. I wasn't even the facility I was at, we couldn't wrap two limbs at the same time. So, I would come home, order stuff for myself, wrap the other limb. And now we're getting that set up again because things are starting to opening back up here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. But again, all of that, just wrapping and unwrapping one limb every day is 20 minutes wrapping up, 20 minutes taken down. Because again, you can't have a limb wrapped when you're in pumping or when you're, exer you know, you, you can do it when you're exercising, but it is. It's a constant, daily, deliberate intention <laughs> of commitment. And is it perfect every day? No. But you know, you, you literally have to time block. You, you literally do. You have to make appointments on your calendar that this is what time I'm doing this. This is what time I'm doing that. And when you do it, the result is that you feel good. And you have your mobility and you're not in pain. That's the thing. It, it's, and it's also, I think a big part of it is feeling like you're in control of it. 
because the fact is none of us come on none of another one's coming in none of us asked for this none of us said hey i want to run her down with lipedema or lymphedema i mean this wasn't something that we knowingly right voluntarily signed up for unless you're into all the woo-woo so <laughs> beyond that i will say that feeling like you have some sort of control in your day-to-day -day art of living and that you can make choices that make you feel better because remember what i said the time's going to pass either way so why Mina, not do something you are really inspirational i love that you are rubber meets the road too while you are a wildly spiritual person and i mean that with all due respect yeah. and honor you are very practical and you're taking practical steps to manage your lipedema with time running out, I want you to take the platform and talk directly to the lipedema ladies out there who maybe are searching and need some hope, some guidance, some words of wisdom. What would you tell them, my friend? Well, more than anything, I would tell them just don't give up. No matter how many times somebody doesn't get you, doesn't understand you, dismisses you, judges you, don't give up. Don't allow other people's opinions and their belief systems and their way they operate in the world to change what you think is possible with whatever it is you're facing. That's number one. Number two, find your tribe, find your community. I have a post about this um, in my Lipedema highlights and on my page somewhere you roll down and, it's, and it says, go out there, get knowledgeable, find your tribe, go follow the hashtags, all the lipedema hashtags all over the world. There's different spellings of it. Um, go in there and follow them. Find your tribe, find the groups on Facebook. Not every group is going to be for you. Not every lipedema account is going to be there for you, but find your tribe and connect with them and find the people out there who understand what you're going through and that will cheer you on and support you through it. Because honestly, community is what's going to make the difference in your mindset, your belief system, and how you get through this. And that's, that's honestly, that's my advice. It's how you're gonna find your doctors, it's how you're gonna find hope, it's how you're gonna stay on top of what's new and advancing, is just find your tribe. I am so glad that I found you. I think you are a voice that needs to be heard and followed and that you're going to uplift many. So thank you for your time today, Nita. Thanks, Miss Brenda. Kitty say thank you too. Smith agree. She's down here. I've been petting her. She's Bye, Kitty. To jump in. <laughs> Thanks for being with us, Kitty Guest Stars. And if you know of someone who would whose story deserves to be told, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me an email. I'd love to do an interview with you and stay connected with the wonderful women that are running these Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, social groups, because there is hope and there is help. Amen. Bye, Bye. Nina. See ya. See ya.
Thanks for listening to this edition of our Lipedema one-on-one interview series. You can watch the video on TLC, the Lipedema channel on YouTube, or on Instagram, IGTV, at lympha underscore press. For information on the most advanced pneumatic compression therapy in the world, visit lymphapress.com.